Finally, we have returned from the ashes and have been made new again. Yes, you're hearing the voice of Calvin Little and his best bud, Caden Rodriguez, doing another episode of Villainous Mode after a dark, cold, bleak winter that isn't over in Michigan, but is over in Southern California for you lucky ducklings. Um, anyway, it's been a long time since we've done an episode. So, before we dive into the real good stuff, let's share what we did while we have been on our long, not intended, break and our agenda for this episode. Okay, everyone. So, what a little bit of what I've been doing for the past couple of months. Um, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it was Christmas, which was really fun, and then our youth group got to go on a trip to a camp, and that was really fun too. And so, yeah, it's just been a lot of really fun-filled winter times lately for me. Yeah, awesome. We go to the same church, so I also got to go to the youth group freeze-out thing, and I almost froze myself, but I survived. Um, I also did the school musical um, in early February, and I was going to advertise it on the podcast, but we only have like five people listening, so it would be a waste of my five minutes. Um, anyway, yeah, and then, yeah, school drama, stuff like that. You know, I watched the L.A. Rams win the freaking Super Bowl because Matt Stafford was like, I don't love Detroit because Detroit is where the losers go. He went to L.A., the town of kings, and won a Super Bowl against the trashy Cincinnati Bengals. My boy Caden here is dying out laughing, man. It's a podcast, man. Laugh all you want, man. They don't care. So, yeah, and then... Aaron Rodgers potentially going to get off the Packers, you know, the Vikings and Bears firing coaches, defensive coordinator. Could this be the year the Lions at least have a winning season? Lucky to make the playoffs, let alone win a Super Bowl? All right, I'm getting ahead of myself here. All right. Now that we finished that up, let's dive deep into our agenda and then the villain guest on. So today... Um, we usually don't do an agenda, but it's special because we have more than one thing going on. So, um, today, obviously, we're going to go over Gaston, who is our main villain for today. We're starting out with the Despicable Plots box. Um, usually, you think we might start with the red or purple box, since those came out first. But we took a different approach, growing, going from, um, uh, most released to earliest released, um... But yeah, so we'll do strategy, cards, flaws in the fate deck, which you'll find out soon. Because like, oh, they're super smart. How can there be a flaw? I bet you'll never find it, and we'll be proving you wrong shortly. Well, more like in 15 minutes. Anyway, um, then we have our first news story. Could there be a new expansion pack? Well, there is one coming out, but I wanted to hold suspense, even though I just ruined suspense, which I did intentionally, of course. Um, now, let's get started. Caden, why don't you walk us through Gaston overall, board, objective, you name it. Okay, so the villain Gaston's objective is to remove all eight obstacles. Now, obstacles are a thing that is very unique to Gaston. 
Um, remember, and before we dive into that, let me just remind you that we would like you to take out your board and your cards for this. You probably won't need your mover or your um, villain guide because we won't be going over those, but definitely get out your board and cards if you have them. Now anyways, if you look at Gaston's board, you'll notice several square-shaped um, square shaped spaces um, on the board. Um, each um, location has two of them. So those are where your obstacles would go. If you look in your power token bag that comes with the set, you'll find eight little tokens with a beast's face on them, which you place into those square-shaped shaded areas. So Gaston's goal is to remove all of those. And how does he do that? You'll find out. But first, let's go over his locations. The first location, the farthest to the left, is Bell's house. Bell's house has a vanquish action, a play card action, a discard action, and a gain one power action. Our second location, moving to the right, is the tavern. It has an activate action, a gain two power action, a play card action, and a vanquish action. Third up is the woods. The woods has a play card action, a discard action, a fate card action, and a gain two power action. And last but not least, the Beast Castle, which has two play card actions, a fate card action, and a gain one power action. One thing that you might want to note about Gaston's board is that it does not have any gain three power actions, which can slow you down a little bit. So, yeah, that is a little bit about Gaston's board. And if you're wondering how you remove those obstacles, we'll cover that later, as we'll be talking about cards that let you remove the obstacles. Calvin, do you have any more things you want to talk about the board or the, or the objective? Yeah, he also does not have any move an item or ally actions. So you'll have to figure out a way to move your allies, but definitely play them at the location of the hero because you might not get to move them. Yeah, that's definitely true. So, And there will also be cards that we'll talk about later that can help you um, do things like that and also help you um, gain power too. So... Um, yeah, are we ready to dive into the cards? Yes, sir. Okay, so we're going to start with taking a look at Gaston's allies. So Gaston has four different allies, and here's and the first one we'll be talking about is LeFou. LeFou costs two power, and he has a strength of two. Now, it might not seem like a very good deal, because usually allies with a strength of two only cost one power, but LeFou does have a very, very good power. It says... When performing a vanquish action in LeFou's location, all allies are returned to your hand instead of the discard pile. This this can be very good for Gaston, as he does not have any gain 3 power actions, so this can be a great way to save power, because you don't need to keep rebuying allies when you can just use the same ones and recycle them over and over again. Kelvin? Uh, yeah, so a really great card. Um, would recommend if you have some heroes on your board. Um... And, yeah, there's some definitely some really good allies that you can get back instead of having to discard with him. Okay, next up we have wolves. Wolves cost one power and they have one strength. <sighs> so the thing about wolves, they don't have very much strength, but if you play a bunch of wolves at every or at the same location, they can potentially get a bunch of strength because their ability is wolves gain plus one strength for ev every other wolves card in play. This is similar to the Hyena card that Scar has, which you'll find out probably in a later episode. So, yeah, Wolves are a pretty good ally because they can just rack up so much strength that it makes it much easier to defeat heroes. This is also another way to save power because if you play a bunch of Wolves, 
they only cost one power each, and they can end up having a bunch of strength if you play a bunch of them at the same location. Kelvin? Uh, yeah, so going back to LeFou, this is a great ally that you can get back into your hand, and it's really nice because if you place one at each location, you can defeat a four-strength hero while only burning one ally, so yeah. That's a very good point. Okay, the next ally we'll be talking to you about is the mob. So the mob is one of the types of allies that I would use for mainly just defeating heroes. Like, it doesn't have any special abilities. The only thing I would really ever use it for is defeating heroes. The mob costs two power, and um, it has four strength, and it does, ha does not have any additional ability. So again, I would really just use this to defeat that pesky hero who's covering up those actions on your board, Kelvin. Yeah, definitely, you know, if you've got that one hero who isn't necessarily completely destroying your game, but is kind of in the way, you know, just boot him out with your good old mob. Okay, our next ally is my favorite ally. His name is Monsieur D'Arc. Monsieur D'Arc costs one power to play, and he has one strength. You'll notice that he has an activate action on him, and it says pay two power to remove one obstacle. Now this may seem like it costs a lot, but when you think about it, every time you activate Monsieur D'Arc, you get one-eighth closer to winning. So yeah, it's really not, it's really priced pretty well if you think about it. And Monsieur D'Arc is really, really helpful for helping you win, so I would recommend never, ever using him in a Vanquish action, because um, you really want to activate him, because every time you activate him, you can remove one obstacle. So Kelvin? Yeah, also, he's only got, like, one strength, so they're also giving you incentives as to why not to vanquish him. Also, play him as early as possible, because your only activate space is at the tavern, and can and that can be blocked by a hero. So, if you play it before many players are fading you, then you can get um, as much as you can out of him. Okay, next up, we will be taking a look at um, some effects. So we finished up with all the allies, so now we'll be taking a look at some of the effects. So I'm going to go through the effects in two different ways. The first one will be effects that are all about um, um, anything that is not relating to op getting rid of obstacles. So we'll start with those. The first one is called Bell is Mine, and it costs one power to play, and it says perform a vanquish action. So, yeah, that's pretty straightforward, and it can be useful because it can save you some time and stuff like that. So, Kelvin? Yeah, and, you know, you have two Vanquish actions, but one of them is blocked, so that can help you get your one back. And then if you also just um, aren't at a Vanquish space and you just need to Vanquish um, a hero, that's also really useful, too. Okay, our next one is called... Time to follow me for one, and it costs one power. So at the beginning of the um, podcast, Calvin mentioned how Gaston does not have any move an item or ally actions. But this card can be very useful if you want to um, move something because its ability is move an item or ally. Perform a move an item or ally action. So this is a pretty good card if you need to move something. But yeah, so that just makes up for not having any move actions. Calvin. Uh, yeah, so I don't know how many of these there are in the deck. I'm pretty sure there's only one. Suspend it wisely. Um, but one thing with Gaston, as long as you just play it to the location of the hero, it shouldn't be too much of a problem with you having to move it. Just, this is a common mistake a lot of newbies play when they're playing the game, is they don't 
um, really look into the board and look for those specific types of actions, and then they realize, oh, you know, I need to move an ally, but oh, I can't. So, yeah, just make sure if you're new to the game, you keep an eye out for mistakes like these where you try to move something but can't. Okay, our next card is Hunter's Instinct, and it costs three power, and it says, defeat a hero with a strength of three or less. So, this one could potentially save you some power if you were looking at some allies that had a high cost, but um, it's not really my favorite card because what I like to do is I like to use the wolves and um, LeFou to vanquish people instead of using this card because it is a little bit costly because Gaston does not have any gain 3 power actions, but it still can be useful, Kelvin. Yeah, you know, one thing about Gaston's cards is that they're all overpriced just like Apple products. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, I guess it's a power for every strength if it's a three-strength hero. But, you know, I would only use this if you are really in some desperate um, need to use it and if you're in a, some deep mud and you're kind of stuck and you can't really do anything. But other than that, I would just, you know, save yourself the money and uh, do a vanquish action. Okay, our, our next effect is Intimidating. It costs one power, and it says, Reveal cards from the top of your villain deck until you reveal that ally. Play that ally. Disc in, play, place that ally in your hand. Discard the rest. So, I might sometimes want to play this card if I'm really, really desperate for allies, but I usually wouldn't because sometimes you can discard cards that are even better like cards that allow you to remove obstacles, which we'll be talking about in a minute. So I would only play this one if you're really, really desperate for allies, Kelvin. Yeah, I mean, definitely play it if your deck is starting to look really small. But if you have a pretty big deck, I wouldn't play it. But Or if you just, you know, are willing to sacrifice for allies. But, you know, um, Gaston's fate deck, fate deck, which we'll get into a little bit later, has mostly effects, not too many bad heroes. So allies shouldn't be too much of a problem for you that you need to get quickly, but they sh you shouldn't have to get them quickly. Okay. So now that we're done with those effects, we're going to be moving on to some more effects. These effects all have to do with replacing or removing obstacles. So I'm putting these in a separate um, um, category. So our first one is really straightforward. It's called Temper, and it costs two power, and it says remove one obstacle. So yeah, that one's pretty straightforward pretty um, easy to play. It only costs two power, so if you move to the woods or to the tavern, you can just play that on your turn. And then, um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's pretty straightforward. You should definitely play this card if you get it, because Gaston's objective is to remove all eight obstacles, and this one can get you one-eighth of the way closer to winning. Kelvin? Um, yeah, so one thing that I saw, um, from a fellow villainous player on a YouTube video. I can't remember his channel name, but I'll put it in the uh, in the description if I remember it, because he's sort of like us. Um, uh, he said you shouldn't remove one obstacle from one location because some fake cards will put it right back. Instead, try and remove them two at a time. But you know, with this one, try and remove um, an obstacle that already has one missing. So, like, let's say if you've got one missing from the tavern and just one left, and you play temper, remove it from there. That way, you're you know getting closer instead of having to worry about a fate card putting it right back. Okay. Our next effect is called Take Me Instead, and this one costs zero power. Now, you may be thinking, wow, that's a really great deal, but there is a reason. Its its power says, reveal cards from your fate deck until you find a hero, then play that hero to Beast Castle. Remove one obstacle. 
So yeah, this one is um, a little bit interesting because um, you can't. You're you're basically trading. Um, if you want to remove one obstacle, you're trading it so that you have to get a hero on your board. This is not my favorite, as I like to call them, obstacle effect, because you're it's it can turn out kind of bad for you in the end sometimes. So yeah, Calvin. Yeah, I mean. Maybe if you're lucky and get that, like, two-strength hero who does nothing bad to you, then it's a nice deal. But, yeah, definitely not a great one. But, you know, if you've got one obstacle left, you might as well take the chance. Okay, so our next effect is one of my favorite effects. It's called Come Into the Light, and it costs three power. And it says, remove up to two obstacles from a single location. This one can be really useful because it can just cleanly wipe away um, two from a single location. So you won't have just one at a location like Kelvin was explaining. So yeah, this is a pretty good card. Um, yeah, but the thing about this one is is that it, let's say you have one obstacle at the tavern and one obstacle at the woods. You couldn't remove both of them since they're at different locations. So the thing to remember about this one is that you can only remove them both if they're at the same location. Yeah. Um, one thing also is that um, it's a great card to play late in the game or early in the game. So there's no really um, strategy as to what time to play it. You can just play it really any time of the game because it's really um, a card that can help you a lot. Okay, our next one is called Get Out. So this one costs 5 power and its ability is remove 3 obstacles. So this one is a little bit pricey if you ask me. But it can be useful because you can literally get yourself almost halfway done with your objective by just playing this card. So, yeah, it can be very useful, but it does cost a ton of power. Calvin? Yeah, and keep in mind, Gaston has no locations that say gain three power. It's all two power and one power. So, again, like those Apple products, you're earning little money for a big price. Um, But... You know, I would recommend playing it towards the end to get a clean sweep because if you play it early, your player's going to be like, oh, he just took a big move, but isn't even halfway to his goal if you haven't removed any obstacles yet. So, you know, you want to make sure you're not attracting fate cards by playing that super early. That's a good point, too. Okay, our next card is called Show Me the Beast, and it costs two power. It says, if Beast is in play, which means that if the hero Beast is anywhere on the board, remove one obstacle. If Bell is in play, replace one obstacle. If both are in play, gain two power. So the thing about this one is that um, you should really, in my opinion, only play this one if... You should never play this one if only Bell is in play. Because then you have to replace one obstacle. If you, you, I guess you sort of can play if they're both in play, but you'll only gain two power, which is kind of not a good idea because we'll just be like wasting it because it costs two power in the first place. You'll basically be just wasting this card and you'll have the same amount of power as when you played it. So I would recommend usually only playing this card if the beast is in play, Kelvin. Yeah, I don't even know why they put if Bell is in play, replace one obstacle because maybe, you know, there's, I don't know, maybe an effect that's like helps if you have one obstacle and then you can just like remove both of them on the next turn. But yeah, like Caden said, only play it 
if the beast doesn't play or if you're bloodthirsty for power, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay, our final effect is one of, I don't know really why I would ever play this card, because it says, Swoon, replace one obstacle, then either gain three power or draw three cards. So I would really only play this one if I was really low on power and I just needed, like, a few more to win the game or something like that. But... I really wouldn't really ever play this one because you it's not good to replace obstacles because that puts you further away from your objective. So, Kelvin? Well, there is a strategy to playing it. Play it when you haven't removed any obstacles um, because that way you won't have to replace one and can still gain three power or three cards. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, that's just, you know, a piece of advice as to how to play it. Okay, our next... Okay, so now we're moving on from effects, and now we're moving on to items, which Gaston only has one of, and it's called Five Dozen Eggs. And it says, when Five Dozen Eggs is played attached to an ally, that ally gains plus two strength. It costs four power, and as you can see, it gives an ally plus two strength in the corner. So, this one, I feel like it's a little bit overpriced, because... I mean, all of Gaston's cards are a little bit overpriced, but this one is kind of overpriced, because it's only giving an ally plus two strength, and if you wanted... You could, if you had a wolf at one location, you could either play this for four power or just play another wolf for one power, and that could give it plus two strength, so, or plus one strength, so it would have two strength anyway. So, this card, there's, I feel like there's less costly ways to give ally more strength than just using this. So, Calvin? Yep, I wouldn't play it. I usually discard it when I get it, because that's how much I hate it. Um, I don't like how you're only getting two strength for four power, like... I don't really think that the Disney people who made this game, and sorry if I insult you, I'm trying to be as nice as I can, were very nice when making Gaston because they made his cards, like, really over-costly, and they didn't give him any gain three power spots. So I guess they were trying to add in a little bit of challenge, but, like, I think they went a little overboard with that. Okay, this is the last card in Gaston's Villa deck, and it's his only condition. It's called Beautiful As Me, and it says, During their turn, if another player takes four or more actions, you may, pay, you may play Beautiful As Me. You may remove one obstacle token. This one can be useful, especially if you have, like, two of them or three of them in your hand, because you can play as many conditions as you want. So you could play all of those and then remove, like, two or three of those obstacles, and that can really help you get closer to your goal. Yeah, definitely say it like Caden said, save them up when you have three of them, because, you know then you can just win when it's not even your turn if you have three left. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's it for the fate card, or the villain cards and board and stuff. Thank you, Caden. Now, let's dive into his fate deck. So, first up, we got my good boy over here, Cogsworth. He has a strength of two. All other heroes in Cogsworth location gain plus one strength. So, you know, maybe if you've got that one hero, if you're fading Gaston, if you've got that one hero that's really stopping him from winning, um, you can play him to try and beef them up. If you're playing Gaston, he's not a super bad hero. Just try and get rid of him before he can do some more damage. Your thoughts? Yeah, Cogsworth, yeah, he's really not... He's not the best hero to play against Gaston, but if you have Bell in play, who we'll probably talk about later then he'd probably be a good one to play then because Bell can really stop Gaston from winning. Then we got my boy Cogsworth bro, Lumiere. 
When Lumiere is played, you may move a hero to a new location. Kind of helpful. Um, he's got a strength of three, but again, not necessarily super bad. Um, if you're either fading Gaston or receiving the fate from Gaston. So one thing, if you're playing against Gaston, a strategy you can use for Lumiere. So we'll be talking about Bell, who is a really, really bad hero that can completely stop Gaston from winning. So let's say that somebody has played Bell to the tavern, and Gaston has two wolves there, and he's ready to vanquish Bell on his next turn. One thing you can do is play Lumiere so you can move Bell to a new location. So the allies won't be at her location anymore. And remember, Gaston does not have any move an item or ally action. So yeah, that can really stop Gaston sometimes. Overall, though, it's not the best fake card in the deck. Yeah. So next up, we have Belle. She has a strength of two. Um, and it says, no obstacles can be removed while Belle is in play. So, um, I mean, if you're fading Gaston, I would probably play her either to the tavern or Bell's house to block up a vanquish action, or, um, you know, forget the tavern, because I just remembered something. So, yeah, either Bell's house or maybe Beast Castle, um, you know, to stop Gaston from vanquishing and fading. Um, but, yeah, you know, for strength of two, I don't understand. A, she's, like, the main character, and B, it can make it really easy to defeat her. I would give her at least, like, a strength of four or something. Yeah, Belle, she's, she's, she can completely stop Gaston from winning. So if you play her to the anywhere on Gaston's board, if you're playing as Gaston, defeat Belle as quickly as you can, or else you're probably not going to win the game. So who's up next? Mrs. Potts and Chip. When played, you may move all heroes or fate items to new locations. They have a strength of one because they're little teapots, very fragile, can easily <laughs> be defeated. I bet if ants work together for long enough, they could kill them. Um... So, when played, you may move all heroes or fate items to new locations. So, um, so, you know, again, you can move Bell and then move one fate item, the one fate item, which we'll get into later. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, you probably want to move the heroes, but yeah, not too much to talk about. Okay. So, Mrs. Potts and Chip, again, this is not necessarily the worst fate card, but remember, Gaston does not have any move and item or ally action, so Mrs. Potts and Chip can um, stop um, him from, or can move heroes and items out of the way of his allies, so it's um, it becomes a little bit harder to defeat them. Yep. So the next one we have is Maurice. He has a strength of two. And it says, when Maurice is played, find and play Maurice's invention to Maurice's location. If Maurice is vanquished, remove all obstacles from Belle's house. So if you're playing Gaston, you um, will really want to try and vanquish Maurice. If you're fading Gaston, I would maybe consider not playing Maurice, just because you really don't want to help Gaston in any way. But um, we're going to come back to him later, because this will help support why um, this fate deck has its flaws um okay yeah. so maurice he he's one of the he's one of those heroes who's like he can be good actually can be good for the person who you're fake carding him against so yeah usually i would probably recommend not to play maurice unless you had somebody really really or so unless they were like really about to win and you could somehow stop them by playing maurice I'm not sure how that would work out but yeah all right our next one up is beast 
When beast is played or moved, move any allies out of beast's location to any other location. When beast is vanquished, remove all obstacles from beast's castle. So again, he has a strength of six, so really powerful. Um, you know, you it would really be nice to move some of Gaston's allies, but you know, keep in mind if he's vanquished, um, which Gaston can do, he has um pretty powerful allies when they're all stacked together. Um, he can uh remove two obstacles. So yeah, your thoughts? So yeah, this um the beast he he's better than Maurice since um. He can move all the allies out of his location, so it will be a lot harder to defeat him. But you still probably might consider not playing him because um, he can. He can when you when Gaston defeats him, you just remove obstacles, so that gets him even closer to his goal. So yeah, maybe consider not playing the beast. Yeah, our next one is the rose, which is an effect. But Caden pointed out that I they, we don't know why it's not an item. Um, but it says play the other fake card you have drawn. Discard the rose and pick two more fake cards. Play one. Remove one obstacle. So this can be really nice because you can get two more fake cards um, and maybe some fate effects that um, uh, uh, replace uh, some obstacles. But, you know, it is removing one obstacle. But I would still play it if it's early in the game because, you know, it's just one obstacle. Your thoughts? Yeah, so the rose, it's kind of like... It's an interesting card because it can be really devastating to Gaston, but it also gives him, or it also has to remove one obstacle, which is good for Gaston. So, yeah, probably don't play it too late in the game, but you could play it early in the game. Yeah. Alright, our next one is the Magic Mirror. It's an effect, which also should be an item, as Caden has pointed out, because I don't know how an item can be an effect, but whatever. Um, it says, find and play Beast. Shuffle the Fate discard pile, including the Magic Mirror, back into the Fate deck. So, you can get Beast out, high strength hero, move some allies, um, and then, uh, shuffle the Fate deck, um, and, or the Fate discard pile back into the Fate deck, which if you burn some really good effects can put those back in. So, yeah, a nice, um, card that you'll definitely want to play. Your thoughts? Okay, so this card, I would say if you have um, some, so Gaston, he has some really bad effects in his um, fate, um, fate, um, fate card in his fate cards. So um, if you have already used some of those effects, which we'll actually talk about in a second, then I would definitely play the Magic Mirror because then it can shuffle them back into the deck and you can play them again. So yeah, yeah. Let's see, our next one is Massaging My Feet, which is one of those effects that we talked about that are pretty nasty, but that can replace obstacles. And it's an effect, replace two obstacles, you know, a nice card that can really help um, if you're fading Gaston. So, yeah. One thing about this one is that it does not say replace two obstacles in a single location, so you can replace them wherever you want. And I might even say replace um, the obstacles in separate locations, because then um, it can be harder, because Gaston has cards that allow him to remove two obstacles from a single location, and he won't be able to do that if you have the obstacles in separate locations. Alright, so um, the next one we have is called Saving My Life, Replace All Obstacles in a Single Location. So, you know, maybe uh, Gaston just vanquished Maurice or Beast and just removed those two obstacles from Beast Castle or Belle's house. 
and they're already gone, so they won't likely come back unless the fate discard piles you shuffled. You can try and draw this and replace them right back, so that way Gaston doesn't um really you know win anything by well you know winning the battle of removing obstacles. So yeah, your thoughts, Caden? Yeah, this card can be pretty useful, but it's pretty straightforward. It just is remove all obstacles in a single location or replace all obstacles in a single location. So yeah, it can be pretty useful. It can stop Gaston from winning sometimes. So yeah. All right, our next one is be our guest. Find a hero in the fate discard pile and play them to any location. So, you know, this may be why um Disney put such a low strength on Belle. Um, because, you know, she you can use this card if she's been discarded to get her right back over and over again. Sort of like um return to form if you've listened to our Ursula episode and you know, comparing Be Our Guest to Return to Form and comparing Belle to Ariel. Um, so yeah. Um, your thoughts, Caden? Yeah, this card can be pretty useful, especially if you have some of the worst um, heroes that can be played against Gaston in the Fate deck. So yeah, this card can sometimes prevent him from winning, especially if Bell is in the Fate discard pile. Yep. Alright, we got Nerd Alert. I've never seen so many books. Hashtag nerds, am I right? Well, we are nerds. I can't really say that. Um, replace one obstacle. So it's nerdy and not super useful, but yet still useful. Um, so, you know, if Gaston is like, yay, I removed an obstacle on my first turn, you can fade him and be like, haha, you little failure. Um, so, yeah, Caden, your thoughts? Yeah, this one, it's not the best fate card because it only replaces one obstacle, but it still can be useful and it still can prevent Gaston from winning um, an extra turn. So, yeah. Alright, the next one, it's the worst, probably the worst card in the Fate deck, I'd say. It is you. Replace one obstacle in each location. So, you know, if he, if Gaston, you know, um, did not take our advice and removed one obstacle at a time from each location instead of trying to remove them both, this can reset him at full obstacles or just, you know, give him more obstacles than he already has. Your thoughts? Yeah, this one, it can be... I agree with Kellen when he said that this might be the worst fake card in the deck because it's 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 really, really bad because that one can potentially replace up to four obstacles, which sets Gaston half back to, the, to his starting spot. So, yeah, this is not a very good card. All right, I've been waiting all episode for this because I'm ready to give Disney a taste of its own medicine. Well, I didn't wasn't going anywhere with that. I'm just pointing out Disney's flaws. Maurice's invention, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, when I say go, you're going to want to press the pause button. Go right now. I don't care where it is, whether it's behind your old grandma's laundry machine or in that weird closet you have or in your basement or under your bed. Get your box right now and find the card that says Maurice's invention. Okay, go. Press the pause button right now and go find it. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's in Area 51, Southern California, that weird restaurant in Arizona. Go find it right now. I love making my boy Caden laugh. It, it makes me smile so much. All right. Look at the bottom left corner. You see that little four or zero? If you have a four... Congratulations. You're going to want to wrap this bad boy in a Ziploc bag and keep this for your grandchildren. This is a Disney flaw, my friends. <laughs> now, if you have a zero, congratulations. You bought the newer version. So, 
Let's take it back to when Disney was making this. You've got your guy Fred, who's typing up this card right here. And, you know, Fred, he's what we call a bees kid. He gets bees in school, you know, not super smart, but not super dumb. So, he's like, yo, what if I put a four there on accident? So, he puts a four there. Kaden, you can laugh, I don't care. So, he puts a four there, and he's like, you know, I'm going to publish this. And little does Fred know, he made a big mistake for all the bloggers who are going to write about this in about a week. So, let's get um, <laughs> at what Maurice's invention does. All allies in the same location as Maurice's invention lose one strength. It's an item. So, how can an item have strength, people? Like, you know, does that mean my spoon is a superhero? No. <laughs> I mean, it is helping me eat nutritious cereal. That's off-brand Lucky Charms, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, if you have the little zero, that is what it's supposed to be. If you have a four, um, turn it into the zero. So, when Disney was printing this, um, they made a flaw because they realized that, you know, an item can't have strength because you can't defeat the item. Because it, we're going back to Maurice. When Maurice has played Find and Play Maurice's Invention to Maurice's location, we went, did some research... How you're supposed to do it is attach it to Maurice, not just play it to his location, and it stays with him. So basically, um, when Maurice is vanquished, Maurice's invention goes with it, just like if you had um, like the Sword of Truth in Maleficent attached to a hero. And, you want to add and something? And one thing I might want to add is that if you get Maurice's invention and Maurice is not on the board, you can attach it to any hero that is in play. And if no heroes are in play, you have to discard yeah. it because you can't attach it to a hero. And then here's another flaw, Miss Potts and Miss Chip. When played, <laughs> you remove all heroes or fate items. I know they think they're the cool duo of the sitcom. They're like, bro, we got it. We can do whatever we want. No, you can't. So that if you um at first uh, you're thinking, oh, I can just unattach Maurice's invention and move it somewhere else. Nope, you can't do that. Now, you can move Maurice and Maurice's invention since they're, like, together. Um, but, yeah. So, you, so that's how you would use Mrs. Potts and Chip properly to move Maurice's invention. But, yeah. So, you know, this came out early misprint. You know, I think it took them about a month to start printing the new ones. So, if you, you know, were a good little boy, mowed all your neighbor's lawns and waited three months and saved up to $30 to get it, then you got the right version. If you're like me and thought it was going to sell out and bought the old version at 12 in the morning on the day of the release day, just kidding, I'm not that desperate, um, then you have the little four. You know, I'm not kidding. I would show this to your grandkids, you know, like... Hey, Disney's a flaw. You know, they're frauds. They they have a flaw. You know, they think they can buy every single company in the world. There's literally a meme about it on the internet. Like, Disney Plus is literally showing their empire. Like, pretty soon they're going to be buying... Oh, what? What's something? Apple. I'm pretty sure they already have. You know, pretty soon they'll be like, Hey, do you want to sell your body to Disney? We'll, you know, put it on Disney Plus or something. But yeah, so there's the flaw in the Fate deck. If you're like, uh, I'm not gonna listen to some 13-year-olds, then be like, okay, man, there's tons of 24-year-old bloggers wasting their lives writing about it, so, yeah. All right. So, yeah. While you might think it's over, it's not. There is some villainous news of an expansion pack coming out. 
The expansion pack is called Bigger and Badder, and it'll consist of three new villains featuring Pixar for the first time. They are Syndrome, Lotso, and Madame Mim. Syndrome is from The Incredibles, Lotso is from Toy Story 3, and Madame Mim is from The Sword in the Stone. So, you're probably thinking that we're not original right now, but we found an article that has, you know, all your information. Here's what we know just out of basis before we read the article. Release date, March 2022. Um, set price for $30. Uh, Syndrome is going to be the guy on the front, and Disney is not original enough to choose a different color, so they're going with that weird shade of brown that they've used for the third or fourth time. Um, and unfortunately, pre-orders are not available yet. You know, I don't know. If it's, if it's coming out late March, expect them to be available um, beginning of March. If it's coming out early March, which I don't think it is because we would have a release date by now because we're recording on the 23rd of February, um, then, yeah, expect a pre-order, you know, middle or beginning of March. All right. So, you know, we're just, you know, going to take turns reading paragraphs. Um... I'll start. So, um, Ravensburger, the publisher behind award-winning board games and high-quality toys and puzzles, has announced its newest addition to the award-winning Disney Villainous line, Disney Villainous Bigger and Badder. This latest expand, uh, expanded game will release in March 2022 and will introduce Pixar Village into the franchise for the first time, as we already mentioned. The new character's um, will cover Syndrome, Lotso, um, Madame Mim, blah, blah, blah. All right, Caden, you're up. Just as he does in The Incredibles, Syndrome will face off against Frozone and the Par family using his minions and advanced technology to come out ahead. To win as Syndrome, players will need to upgrade the Omnidroid, then defeat it and all the heroes in the realm. Lotso seeks to control Sunnyside Daycare by reducing four heroes' strength using a new game mechanism, and moving those heroes to the toddler's caterpillar room. That movie scared me so much. It's basically a colorful bear trying to trap people in a kindergarten or daycare center. It's terrifying. Alright, finally, those playing as Madame Mim will need to win a wizard's duel against Merlin, using Mim's transformations to defeat Merlin's. By the way, you know... Disney's starting to use old villains in their expansion pack, so, you know, find out what movie those villains are from and watch the movie, because I find out, if you know, um, going into context, you know, what, um, that hero tries to do in the movie, that will help you, um, try to, to, to win as them when the time comes. So, all of the new villains can be mixed and matched with villains from previous Disney titles, as we already know, and, yeah, Available March 2022 at your local retailer, Target, Amazon, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll try and let you know when the pre-orders come out. Um, honestly, they're not like the PS5s nowadays where they sell out. So, you know, don't be too mad if you get a pre-order. Um, it's still popular, but it's not that popular, unfortunately. I'm sure it will be and, someday. And just in case you want to check out this article, it's on toynews-online.biz. Yeah, I'll post the link in the description and maybe find that YouTuber who <clears throat> does stuff like us about and, villainous. Yeah, it was written on December in 2021, so it's pretty So recent. yeah, it's, it's pretty recent. It's not like some 2018 thing. Um, but yeah... So, 
Now that we've done that, and we are back on schedule, we should be posting every week now, usually recording on Wednesdays, and we'll have new episodes available by Thursday. So next week we're doing Lady Tremaine, and then the Horned King. Then, um, so here's what our just, you know, plan is going to look like for what next boxes we're going to be doing. So then we're going to do Evil Comes Prepared, which has, um, Scar on the front, Radigan, and Yzma. Then the Perfectly Wretched, which has Corella DeVille, Pete, and Mother Gothel. And then finally the, uh, Wicked to the Core, which has, um, the Evil Queen, uh, Hades, and Dr. Fashilier. Um, so, yeah, see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.